0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What do you do when it seems like everybody else is getting their dreams and you're not? Heather Thompson Day's book, It's Not Your Turn, may be just the right thing for you. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truth's table.
1: This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your
0: word is truth,
1: your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your
0: word is truth, your word is light
1: The Daily Audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Echemini OM.
0: Get in the word and may the word get in us.
1: Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your word. Old Testament reading. First Chronicles chapter two, verses
0: forty-two through fifty-five. More of Caleb's descendants. The sons of Caleb, Jeremiel's brother, his firstborn, Misha, the father of Ziph, and his second son, Marisha, the father of Hebron, the sons of Hebron, Korah, Tapua, Rechem, and Shema. Shema was the father of Raham, the father of Joachim. Rechem was the father of Shemai. Shemai's son was Ma'on, who was the father of Beth-Zur. Caleb's concubine, Epha, bore Haran, Moza, and Gazez. Haran was the father of Gazez, the sons of Jerai, Regim, Jotham, Geshan, Pelet, Epha, and Shaph. Caleb's concubine, Makkah, bore Sheber and Tirhana. She also bore Shaph, the father of Madmana, and Sheva, the father of Makbina, and Gibeah. Caleb's daughter was Aksa. These were the descendants of Caleb, the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrath, Shobal, the father of Kiriath jerim Salma, the father of Bethlehem, and Haref, the father of Beth Gader. The sons of Shobal, the father of Kiriath Jereem, were Hare, half the Manahathites, the clans of Kiriath jerim Ithrites, Puthites, Shumathites. And Mishrites, the Zorathites, and Eshtaolites descended from these groups, the sons of Salma, Bethlehem, the Netophathites, Atroth, Beth Joab, half the Manahathites, the Zorites, and the clans of the scribes who lived in Jabez, the Tirathites, Shimeathites, and Sukathites. These are the Kenites, who descended from Hamath the father of Beth-Rechab. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 1-23 through 23. Judah's Descendants The descendants of Judah, Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobal. Rahi'i, the son of Shobal, was the father of Jahath, and Jahath was the father of Ahumai and Lahad. These were the clans of the Zorothites. These were the sons of Itam. Jezreel, Ishma, and Edbash. Their sister was Hazaleponi. Penuel was the father of Gedor, and Ezer was the father of Hushah. These were the descendants of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrathah, and the father of Bethlehem. Ashur, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hela and Nara. Nara bore him Ahuzam, Efer, Temeni, and Ahashtari. These were the sons of Nara, the sons of Hila, Zereth, Zohar, Itnan, and Koz, who was the father of Anub, Azobeba, and the clans of Aharhil, the son of Harum. Jabez was more respected than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, for she said, I experienced pain when I gave birth to him. Jabez called out to the God of Israel, if only you would greatly bless me and expand my territory. May your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so I might not endure pain. God answered his prayer. Kelub, the brother of Shuha, was the father of Mehir, who was the father of Eshton. Eshton was the father of Beth-Rapha, Pasia, and Tehina, the father of ir Nahash. These were the men of Rika, the sons of Kenas, Othnil, and Sarai the sons of Altnil, Ahath, and Mionathai. Mionathai was the father of Ophrah. Sarai was the father of Joab, the father of those who live in the valley of the craftsmen, for they were craftsmen. The sons of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, Iru, Elah, and Nam. The son of Elah, Kenaz. The sons of Jehalelel, Ziph, Ziphah, Tyria, and Asarel the sons of Ezra, Jether, Merer, Efer, and Jalon. Mered's wife, Bithya, gave birth to Miriam, Shemai, and Ishba, the father of Eshtemoa. His Judahite wife gave birth to Jered, the father of Gedor, Heber, the father of Soko, and Jakuthil, the father of Zenoa. These were the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, Bithiah, whom Merer married. The sons of Hodea's wife, the sister of Naham, the father of Kila, the Garmite, and Eshtemoah, the Makathite, the sons of Shimon, Amnon, Rina, ben Hanan and Tilon, the descendants of Ishi, Zoheth, and Ben-Zoheth, the sons of Shelah, son of Judah, Ur, er, the father of Lekah, Lada, the father of Marashah, the clans of the linen workers at beth Ashbia. Jochim, the men of Kozeba and Joash and Saraph, both of whom ruled in Moab, and Jushubi Lachem. This information is from ancient records. They were the potters who lived in Nataim in Gedera. They lived there and worked for the king. First Samuel chapter one. Hannah is childless. There was a man from Ramataim Zophim, from the hill country of Ephraim. His name was Elkanah. He was the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. The name of the first was Hannah, and the name of the second was Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man would go up from his city year after year to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of Heaven's armies at Shiloh. It was there that the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, served as a Lord's priest. The day came and Elkanah sacrificed. Now he used to give meat portions to his wife, Penina, and to all her sons and daughters, but to Hannah he would give a double portion because he loved Hannah, although the Lord had not enabled her to have children. Her rival used to aggravate her to the point of exasperation, just to irritate her, since the Lord had not enabled her to have children. This is how it would go year after year, As often as she went up to the Lord's house, Peninnah would offend her in that way. So she cried and refused to eat. Then her husband Elkanah said to her, Hannah, why are you crying? And why won't you eat? Why are you so upset? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah got up after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. At the time, Eli the priest was sitting in his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's sanctuary. As for Hannah, she was very distressed. She prayed to the Lord and was, in fact, weeping. She made a vow saying, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you would truly look on the suffering of your servant and would keep me in mind and not neglect your servant and give your servant a male child, then I will dedicate him to the Lord all the days of his life. His hair will never be cut. It turned out that she did a great deal of praying before the Lord. Meanwhile, Eli was watching her mouth. As for Hannah, she was speaking in her mind. Only her lips were moving. Her voice could not be heard, so Eli thought she was a drunkard. Then he said to her, How much longer do you intend to get drunk? Put away your wine. But Hannah replied, Not so, my Lord. I am a woman under a great deal of stress. I haven't drunk wine or beer, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Don't consider your servant a wicked woman. It's just that, to this point, I have spoken from my deep pain and anguish. Eli replied, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. She said, May I, your servant, find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and got something to eat. Her face no longer looked sad. They got up early the next morning. Then they worshipped the Lord and returned to their home at Ramathaim. Elkanah was intimate with his wife Hannah, and the Lord called her to mind. Then Hannah became pregnant. Hannah dedicated Samuel to the Lord. In the course of time, she gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, thinking, I asked the Lord for him. Then the man Elkanah and all his family went up to make the yearly sacrifice to the Lord and to keep his vow. But Hannah did not go up with them, because she had told her husband, Not until the boy is weaned. Then I will bring him, so that he may appear before the Lord, and he will remain there from then on. Then her husband Elkanah said to her, Do what you think best. Stay until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord fulfill his promise. So the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Then she took him up with her as soon as she had weaned him, along with three bulls, an ephah of flour, and a container of wine. She came to the Lord's house at Shiloh, and the boy was with them. They slaughtered the bull, then brought the boy to Eli. She said, My Lord, just as surely as you are alive, my Lord, I am the woman who previously stood here with you in order to pray to the Lord. For this boy I prayed. And the Lord has given me the request that I asked of him. So I also dedicate him to the Lord. For all the days of his life, he is dedicated to the Lord. Then he bowed down there in worship to the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Oh, covenant-keeping God, thank you for your word unto us, O God. Thank you, O God, for these beautiful, beautiful names, O God, heavy names, O Lord God, long names, which is beautiful accents and inflections, O Lord. May we never feel like it's too much of a burden to learn how to pronounce these names. Thank you, O God, that our names have meaning, O God, that, that names are, are actually um, used. And, and and prophesy as really as, as as little prophecies about what we will become, O oh God, and who we will be. So I thank you, O oh God, for the names, O oh Lord God. We can get caught up and feel like it's a burden, but it's not a burden to read um, these beautiful uh, biblical names. Thank you for them. Thank you for our names, O oh Lord. And thank you for this testimony, oh God of Hannah. I love that Hannah is just there pouring out her heart before the Lord and in, in correcting Eli and saying, No, I'm, I, I've been praying out of, I'm a woman under great stress and despair and desperate for a touch from God, for an answer from God. How many of us have been there? How many of us are there right now? If I'm honest, I am there right now. Those Hannah prayers, those silent prayers that you're just whispering to God and you, mouth is moving, but your soul is crying out but not a voice can be heard. God, I pray. I pray for everybody, everyone under the sound of my voice, oh God. Every woman who is facing infertility right now, oh Lord, and they've done everything. They've sought out IVF treatments. They've looked into adoption. They've looked into into all types of different ways that they can, surrogacy, oh Lord, that they can have children, oh Lord, and yet they still have not been able to have children, oh Lord. And and for whatever reason, O oh God, you have not yet opened up their womb. God, I ask that you will be merciful. Be merciful to every woman who desires to have a child and yet sees themselves childless at the moment. God, I pray that you would have mercy and that you would grant them their heart's desire, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for those who also want children, O oh God, but who are longing and desire to do so within the covenant of marriage, and yet you haven't granted it to them. Lord, these are things that only you can do. This is only something you can do. It's not by force. It's not by hook and crook, O oh God. It is by your will, and it is by your grace, O oh God. So I ask that you will be merciful, O oh Lord God, to every uh, every person, O oh Lord God, who finds himself, O oh Lord God, still without um, that marital partner that they desire, O oh Lord God, and the children that they desire to bring forth from that marital covenant. Lord, would you have mercy, O oh Lord God? Would you do a miracle, O oh Lord? And then when you do answer, would you help us, O oh God, to dedicate, to rededicate, O oh Lord God, that answered prayer back to you, O oh Lord, just as Hannah did, O oh God, knowing, O oh God, that every good and perfect gift comes from you, O oh Lord God, and that every gift that you give us Whether it be a spouse or children, Lord, we are to steward these gifts well, knowing that these children, these spouses don't belong to us. They belong to you ultimately. And we have to give an account for the ways that we care for and love on and treat the the precious, precious people that you place into our lives. So would you help us to rededicate, to dedicate the people that you give to us, oh Lord God. Knowing, O oh Lord God, that they belong to you, they belong to you ultimately, O oh Lord. So would you help us to live in light of that reality? I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen Has your Instagram feed made you feel like everyone else is more successful, more fulfilled and happier than you? If so you're not alone in wondering when your turn will come. In her book, It's Not Your Turn, Heather Thompson Day unpacks instant gratification and peer comparison in a social media world. She shares how we can learn to walk slowly and trust God to do his work in us, being more present in our relationships rather than striving for premature image-based success. Here's what to do while you're waiting for your breakthrough so that you can be ready when it's your turn.